The Gender Agenda, trans, non-binary, and gender non-conforming radio on Joy 94.9. You are listening to The Gender Agenda. I'm Miranda Sparks, here with my co-hosts Rebecca, Rowan, and guests. And we're going to be doing something a little unusual tonight. Those of you who are a long-time listener will know that toward the end of the show, we have a segment called Warm and Fluffy, wherein we share a positive experience from our transgender lives. We do this for two reasons. First, because it's the part of the ethos of our show to bring you light-hearted, entertaining and informative radio from a gender-variant perspective. Second, we do it as a community service to demonstrate to our allies and our own community that there is more to us than struggle. The transgender people are a brilliant, beautiful people, worthy of love and admiration. But right now, I'd like to change tack and talk to you about the struggles of transgender and gender-variant people, not because it's in any way pleasant, but because it would be dangerous and irresponsible of myself and my co-hosts not to. We are not, as some would call us, professional victims. Those who make such accusations do so as a means to coax us into silence. Just because they're inconvenienced by our truths does not make it any less worthy of acknowledgement. According to a Beyond Blue, the mental health of LGBTI Australians, particularly transgender Australians, is among the lowest in the nation. Approximately 50% of transgender women and 60% of transgender men have attempted suicide in their lifetime. This compared to the national average of 30% and 40% in First Nations communities. No official statistics yet exist for non-binary people. This should come as no surprise when you learn that the same 2007 survey stated that almost 90% of transgender people had experienced at least one form of stigma or discrimination, including verbal abuse, social exclusion, receiving lesser treatment due to their name or sex on documents, physical threats, and violence. You'll recall last year's marriage postal survey. Our nation voted on a federal level to not only allow the recognition of same-sex marriages, but to end the mandatory divorcing of transgender people and their partners in order to change gender markers on official records. Despite this victory, 38% of postal voters, some 4.8 million Australians, opposed expanding the definition of marriage. These 4.8 million Australians did not come from nowhere. Many are our family or our friends. We went to school with them. One is my own father, who on the cusp of my transition flippantly remarked that he would rather I commit suicide than be transgender. This significant number of people live among us and they affect our health every day. Some argue that no voters are not inherently violent, but I promise that upon closer examination, many are. If I were to compare the population of no voters to those who oppose gender determination... I would posit that many intersect. If you were to compare the population of no voters to those who've inflicted violence upon 90% of trans people, we would likely see another intersection. In Australia, we are relatively privileged to experience such low levels of violence. Currently in the United Kingdom, conservative and separate feminist groups are pushing for amendments to the Gender Recognition Act, which currently provides protection for transgender people to use facilities, bathrooms, shelters, changing rooms, that corresponds to their identities. In the United States, President Donald Trump and his cabinet have made a campaign promise 
that following the midterm elections, his administration would define gender on official documents as immutable at birth, even going so far as to reverse changes made to the documents of transgender people going back decades. Such a move will make transgender people more readily identifiable by the government, employers, service providers and more, opening the door to forms of discrimination too many to count. This is nothing to say of the scale of death and violence our community faces in countries like Russia and continents like North Africa and South America. Make no mistake, there are no reasonable forms of discrimination against transgender people. Even if our existence makes you uncomfortable, that should never come at the cost of our safety or being able to enter the public square. We are human beings of equal worth and value to the rest of the population, though some might not think so. Despite what feelings you may have as an individual, our dignity is the least society can afford us. To quote a New York Times article speaking on the US Department of Health and Human Services regarding key federal policy, sex was never meant to include gender identity or even homosexuality and the lack of clarity allowed the Obama administration to wrongfully extend civil rights protections to people who should not have them. Allow that to sink in for a moment. To wrongfully extend civil rights protections to people who should not have them. Think of the type of a person it takes to say that without second thought, that gay and transgender people do not deserve not special rights, but the equal right to housing, to employment, to healthcare, to shelter, to services that everyone else has by the virtue of their being, that we are somehow undeserving of consideration, let alone self-determination. These are dark times for us. Ironically, it's a time when we've never been more visible. It's both a blessing and a curse, a time when we can lift our voices, but in doing so become the target of vile individuals who by one means or another prefer we didn't exist. So what can we do? If you're not transgender, be a good ally. If you are transgender, be an ally to yourself and to others. Create spaces that are unambiguously safe for transgender people to exist in. Talk about the issues. Listen to trans voices, groups and activists. Believe transgender people when we say our names and speak our truths Write to your Member of Parliament asking what they are doing for our community. Sign petitions. Give whatever money you have to organisations. Do something. We are at a defining point in our history and it is vital we work together to do something good. From myself, Rebecca and Rowan at the Gender Agenda, good night.